1: I think we All should right. just call this one Technical Difficulties. I think that's the name of the episode. Is Technical <laughs> Difficulties. Because I think it's an hour now into uh, our whole thing. Oh, yeah. Because, well, what happened was John decided to try a new recording setup that he never tried before. <laughs> and John's an idiot. <laughs> um, so, but there is actually a new recording setup this time. Uh, hopefully that catches some of the things that I personally didn't like. <laughs> yeah, we, we got smaller room.
2: We've got hundreds of off-axis planes just just everywhere. Maybe thousands, hundreds in, in individual pieces, thousands in planes. It's yeah, gonna be I, there's, there's a couple.
1: Let's see. Uh, right now I've got pretty much the entirety of Beast Wars on display, so <laughs> that's a thing. Um, I've got some Power Rangers off to my side got myself a little uh the last night megatron that I'll probably be fiddling Ooh. with because he's fucking amazing. They looked great. I saw your picture. Oh, this dude is gorgeous, but the problem is the movie sucked. Well, that's cuz it was a Transformers movie. Yeah, I'm hoping that Bumblebee's good. Hope Bumblebee's always good. Well the the Bumblebee movie actually looks good cuz it's the it was made by it's being made by the Kubo director. Yeah.
2: My favorite so, figure that I and I don't have it, but I had it as a kid is
1: I think it was called the Bumble Jumper. Bumble Jumper. That's um that's a yellow uh that's a yellow Redico of Cliff Jumper. Yes, it was so good. If that's the one good. you're talking about. It had actual rubber wheels. So kind of like this is a a red bumblebee. This is a red bumblebee. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the one that you're talking about had uh, more sharp angles, but this is a red bumblebee. I had him on my keychain for a while, um, but then I took a tumble while snowboarding, and it snapped the (laughs) keychain part. But I do like him. He was a fun boy. Yeah. He's awesome. As a... As it would, as the uh, Toys That Made Us documentary said, sweet boy. Sweet, sweet boy. So I have an actual question
2: for you. You posted yeah. a picture, and it looked like you were in a school. Mm-hmm. What's that about? I saw something. Oh, I... You said you were talking about an acronym uh, that I assumed was an STD of some sort.
1: Um, yeah, I was actually back at Marist. Oh really yes. two days ago yeah, yeah i was i w- I went to Marist, for those who don't know me personally uh for my undergrad um and I have a degree in computer science, which, given the increasingly uh insane text that I've been writing, you'd be surprised <laughs> um and I actually have a master's in something too I am a <laughs> enigma um but yeah, no i was uh what happened was my department is trying to recruit people yeah so we went to the um we went to to maris because it's close to where we work because we're trying to basically seed internships so we can actually like benefit okay cool so it i i talked about it and because people are going to always ask about game design development if they know that you know anything about it yeah um Half the questions I fielded were on game design, despite the fact that I was there for supercomputers. So, you know, I, I've i just come to terms with it Yeah, at this point, because that's just my life.
2: <laughs> so the real question is, how well do supercomputers handle Red Dead?
1: Uh, very poorly. <laughs> because most of them don't have any kind of uh, graphical output. Oh, yeah, that, that'll yeah. do it. They do have they do have graphics cards. Uh particularly the ones that I work on, because yeah. they're used as accelerators. Uh-huh. But um they they don't have graphic outputs. There's no HDMI ports on those things. <laughs> <laughs> so. Also, um Red Dead is a console exclusive, so you know. Is it? Yeah, it's uh PS4 or Xbox One. Oh man.
2: I, I'm pretty torn because Fallout 76 is coming out, and I only have enough free time to play one of the two in my head. At least I could probably put in maybe a couple hours a week playing, and it it might lean towards Vault 76 only because there may be some Virginia-based cryptids.
1: They're explicitly Virginia-based cryptids. Yeah,
2: so I'm thinking I might hold out for that.
1: Yeah, spoiler alert. I may be doing one. No, right on. But uh, that's not today's episode now, is it? No. No, it's not. You know why? Because today
2: because you did it. is an all-American Thanksgiving special. That's The true. most Thanksgiving special you will ever hear. I in no way forgot about Thanksgiving. So I, I think
1: you did. No. I definitely remember telling you about it. And then you're like, oh, really?
2: Yeah, no, th- this this one is going to take place exclusively in uh, pre-colonial America. And it's fantastic. Oh. But before we get too far, I would like to say... Welcome to Last Cryptid on the Left, the world's first cooking competition where each mystery ingredient basket contains one item that is known to be poisonous. Watch till the end because each contestant will be forced to eat the other's food and whoever succumbs to the sweet release of death first will be used as chum in our large river creature trap baskets and they will have the privilege, the honor of getting a nameplate displayed on our detritus buckets for the next quarter. I'm Brandon.
1: I'm John. <laughs> they're getting increasingly unhinged, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, that kind of week. Yeah, they're they're definitely getting a little bit farther uh down the path of serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. I mean, you you put way more effort into planning out what your uh uh what your 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 joke title for Cryptopedia is, um, and I'm I'm starting to get concerned, Brandon. <laughs> I gotta express a little bit of concern.
2: the The first half of my week was intros and commercial ideas, and I went a little bit crazy.
1: God damn it! it I, I the first half of my week was trying to find a good source. <laughs>
2: That's that's about par for the course. That's yeah. pretty par. I went through several different cryptids, and I did look for a pre-colonial cryptid, and there was absolutely nothing that was you could get a full episode out of.
1: I'll bet that. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll totally believe that. I'll take that bet.
2: Yeah, it's 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 a struggle. The struggle is real. And I mean,
1: most of them, most of them. Uh, boil down to a devil did it at that time period. Yeah, <laughs> Like, almost all of them are. Yeah, it's probably just a demon.
2: Yep, devil did it. Took the sheeps. And before we get too far, I do have a few orders of business. The first is that I was perusing Netflix in my free time yesterday, and they have a new documentary called The Tigers of Scotland. So I watched oh. that whole thing. Did you see it?
1: I saw the I saw the um like the tile show up. I saw the tile. I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. It looks adorable. It's it's
2: fantastic. It's pretty cute, and it is about the wildcats, specifically the wildcats of Scotland, which is an endangered species. Apparently, there are fewer than one hundred left alive. But I watched the whole thing because it threw me back to our fairy episode. I literally, when I saw it, I was like, oh, like the Kate said, Yeah, exactly. So I watched That's it because I wanted to I see thought. if they, they, they commented on it. And my first complaint is that the narrator does say hyperbole instead of hyperbole. Yeah. Okay. Rough. That's rough. rough. That's rough. Yeah. That's rough. And he is a legitimate Scotsman, and they do have a several-minute portion specifically on the Kate Sith, and I was very excited, and I learned that the proper pronunciation is the cat she and I would like to mm. thank real Scotsman and narrator of the documentary, Ian Glenn, for properly pronouncing it, and I'd like to welcome him as an unofficial intern in our corrections department. So, good uh, on him.
1: Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, A- I don't know how the higher-ups will feel about that. They, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I,
2: I, they don't know about it yet. I didn't mention it. And there was a second correction that came out of that because they did have an actual scientist, not just a guy with a beard that read something on the internet. And they mentioned the hybrid theory about the Kellis that I thought that made sense. And he said that the Kellis in his opinion, rather than being a hybrid of domestic and wildcat, is more likely a melanistic wildcat based on the bones that he had in his lab that they were reviewing. And melanistic means that it has darker fur and that would also go for the white patch on its chest. So that, I'll trust him over some stuff I read online.
1: So it's basically like the inverse of albinism, albinoism.
2: Sort of, yeah. And it's apparently... Among this very rare species to begin with, an incredibly rare trait, which feeds back into people seeing one and going, holy cow, what the heck is this? Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. So it was fun. It was adorable. And I highly recommend it if anyone likes watching big Scottish cats do cute stuff. They are also, they're apparently very rare because there are several minutes of them filming a mouse. Uh so so I think they're padding for time because they had a hard time finding some. God damn it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I also learned the easiest way to tell the difference between a domestic cat gone feral, which is one that you do have to shoot and kill, and mm-hmm. not killing the endangered species of the wildcat, which may look similar, is okay. Shake a bag of cat food, the wild cats don't give a shit. The domestic cats that went feral or hybrids they they just start yelling at you asking for food
1: <laughs> that that just sounds like cats, yeah, that's, that's just that's the cats. most that's one of those things that I would have been able to guess yeah.
2: <laughs> they were talking about how difficult it could be to tell the difference, especially in ones with stripes, and, I, and my head was going through how to do it, and they just started shaking bags of food. I went, oh, oh, yeah, that's, 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 uh, that's
1: easier than what I thought. If if we shook a bag of food for my cat, for Jiro, he'd murder you for it. <laughs> like, if you keep it away from him, he will murder you.
2: I can't touch things that sound like food packages.
1: Oh, no, that's fair.
2: That, that's my life. Yeah, they're,
1: if you... they're demons. Cats are nightmares.
2: Oh, yeah. Our monster this week has no original discovery date, but was popular in the 1800s, and its first image was drawn in 1713. It resides in Japan, and it resembles a Teenage Mutant Hero Turtle. Do you have a guess on what it may be?
1: Well, it's either the Kappa or something else that's related to the Kappa.
2: It's the Kappa! You guessed it! The All-American Thanksgiving
1: Kappa. Uh, wait. Wait. That's... I mean, unless you consider the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to be All-American, and then they were actually Kappa or something like that. Oh, also, you have picked a really, um... You picked a fun episode in terms of pronunciations. I hope you're ready. Yeah, it's, uh... (laughs)
2: It's going to be a good one. I just shot you over the shareable link so you could view okay. my notes.
1: All right. It will see,
2: say there is an atypically large number of pictures in this. All right. Because Is
1: there is there a lot of farting?
2: There's a lot of farting. There's a lot of okay. everything. There's a lot of just weird stuff. But uh, I'm, I'm trying to questions. reformat how I structure things to be more suitable for the hodag patrons. Um.
1: Mm, okay.
2: Yeah, so so they'll be getting more pictures and uh, just minor uh, reformatting. The
1: mothers of distention. Yeah, so it's it's like <laughs> Frank
2: Cap- Frank Zappa and the mothers of invention, but it's Frank Kappa and the mothers of distention.
1: <laughs> I feel gross. I feel gross. You've done a gross thing to me. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. I was
2: having a hard time, and then I thought about that, and it was too perfect to pass up. So our creature this week is a monster from Japanese folklore known as yokai. For our listeners, yokai is a blanket term used for unknown creatures, spirits, or demons possessing supernatural powers, sometimes appearing as small animal-like creatures and sometimes appearing as humanoid. The specific yokai we're addressing will be the kappa. And I'd like to add that uh, yokai are just, they're fantastic. They're super interesting. I would expect a significant number of yokai based episodes.
1: No, that's, that's definitely within reason. Um, my favorite, uh, my favorite interpretation of a kappa, a kappa. Yeah. Um, wow. I totally mangled that, um, would be the kappa from, uh, Arakawa under the bridge. Oh, what's that? Yeah. I just sent you it. It's pretty great. It's definitely not a man in a kappa suit.
2: <laughs> no, it is
1: definitely not that. Yeah, no, there's no way. There's no way that it could be that. <laughs> it
2: couldn't it couldn't be anything except that. So Japan has one of the oldest histories out there and has a population of over 128 million. So it's no surprise that there are many interesting legends out there like a lot of them like a lot a lot like a lot a lot a lot my favorite yokai by the way as a side note is the smiling woman
1: oh yeah yeah she's a good one yeah she's super cool or is she technically a yurei it's possible i I think she's technically a yurei which is like a a type of vengeful spirit
2: yeah yeah no that's true that's true the kappa translating literally to river child, is a river monster out of Japanese folklore. In its appearance, the Kappa is about the size of a small child. It's green, covered in scales, has a turtle-like shell on its back. Its feet are webbed, and its hands have claws. It also has a wide mouth and hair that looks like an old-fashioned fryer. Its head is cupped and holds fluid, which is said to hold all of its power. Sometimes that fluid is just also a bubble that sits on top of its head.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean... Credit to what they're credit to the Kappa though they're pull, they're rocking that uh friar hairstyle. Oh yeah, oh they're, yeah, they're pulling it off. I guess. I mean, it's a frog man, so you know.
2: Yeah, rocking the horseshoe as a frog. Goddamn.
1: <laughs> For its demeanor, the Kappa can range from being
2: fairly mischievous, challenging travelers to sumo. In which case it is said that you can trick them by bowing beforehand, in which case they will bow in return and spill the fluid from their head because you Kappa know, are chivalrous.
1: They're also stupid. Yeah. They're like dumb and polite. Like, <laughs> they're they're dumb polite. Yeah. Like I mean For real. <laughs> I, I know I know a lot about Kappa. This yeah. is one of those this is probably of all of the monsters you pick this is probably the one i know the most about by myself cool right on um but they are extremely dumb in that regard <laughs> like it's the one thing you've got one thing that you're you can't do yeah <laughs> it's like uh what's his name from the first episode the guy who uh had a problem with the sand and all that stuff all he oh, had to yeah. do was not tell anyone
2: the red cap guy, yeah, you've got one weakness. All you have to do is not tell anyone about your one weakness.
1: Yeah, it, the cap are just the same.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, they could also be fairly evil, drowning children and stealing their souls from their butts, a shiri kodama or hardened ball within the anus,
1: which is said to contain the soul. I mean, that's where my soul resides. So that make that tracks for me. Yeah, oh yeah, that's where like, mine resides like, too. <laughs> I get it. it. It totally makes sense. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, this is a good picture. I, I am a
2: big fan of that. There's a bunch of very old, very good, good pictures. If there you... are
1: phenomenal pictures of a Kappa. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. They're great.
2: They are great. If you wanted to capture a Kappa, the best way is to set a trap. In the image below, you can see a brave soul who has presented his buttock to this river demon. He has fastened a bow to a structure made of bamboo and is prepared to shoot it should it approach to steal his butt. I would like to uh, add that this... Uh... Yeah?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, let me describe this to the people who can't see this. Um, there are two bamboo shoots. There is one bow that is affixed to said bamboo shoots. A man... Pants, none, Uh, is standing in the river. You may be able to see his penis. Um, The bow has been drawn, and a kappa is like, "Mm, I'm going to get that butt. Yeah, I'm going to get that butt. Another man, to the side, he likes to watch. My
2: thought is he might have a string or something. So that as the Kappa uh, think... approaches, he pulls the string, and it shoots the arrow into the Kappa? No, nah, no, nah, no, nah, man.
1: He's got <laughs> – He he's into it. That man that man on the side is into it. He's I just can see watching. it in his
2: face. Oh, man. If anyone's interested in this, by the way, it is available to all of our hodag level patrons at $2 a month, uh, as well as all of our write-ups.
1: That was a shameless plug.
2: Oh, I have none. Shame, I don't have any.
1: I mean, not that, that guy in the picture doesn't have any shame.
2: <laughs> no, he's just straight creeping. Yeah. If you were looking to protect you and your family from this creature, it is said that writing the names of your loved ones on the cucumbers and throwing them into a river prior to swimming, that the kappa would eat the cucumbers rather than your family or friends. However... There are others who say that this will attract the Kappa, and it appears that this is a regional difference in Japan, whether you are pro or anti-cucumbers.
1: That's true. I mean, yeah. like, I have a question for you, though. Yeah. Um, would the people who write their name say that writing your name to your loved one on a cucumber, uh-huh. um, are they pro-cucumber or are they anti-cucumber? Because they're, they're just throwing away a perfectly good cucumber. Are the people who say that it will get you killed the ones who are pro-cucumber? Because they're like, no, these are our cucumbers. <laughs> That's stop. That's a different way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, maybe maybe Kappa really do like cucumbers. But. 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 One guy was like, stop eating all my goddamn cucumbers. <laughs>
2: stop. Their cucumbers are fine. I don't know why they're so into them. They're, Listen. I know people that eat just straight salted cucumber. They'll just cut it into slices, put a little salt, and eat it. I'm like, they're, they're fine as an addition to something else that's already good.
1: But get, get,
2: get out of here. You can't just eat straight cucumbers.
1: I mean, once they're pickled, they're great.
2: Once, yeah, that's true. Pickled cucumbers like, are fantastic.
1: Arguably, pickled cucumbers are the best form of pickling.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Arguably. I found a fermented uh, pickle recipe that sounds fantastic and I want to try it out
1: that could be great or terrible there I know there's there's yeah. no in between on that one yeah I, I, I gotta say
2: yeah uh in fact the is love of cucumber is so well known that cucumber sushi is known as kapamaki hmm. and uh I'd actually like to try some I haven't uh haven't had any but it sounds
1: it sounds pretty good yeah, I've never had Kappa Monkey.
2: I imagine it's similar to a California roll, but different.
1: Yeah, probably.
2: Yeah. As far as modern belief in these creatures, near certain bodies of water, signs warning of Kappa may be found. However, it is my opinion that these are intended as warnings for children placed near possibly dangerous or dirty water and not necessarily a firm belief that these creatures roam the area.
1: Yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense because a kid's yeah. going to latch on to a kappa being a nuisance more than um more than they're going to latch on to, you know, uh there's pollutants in that water. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or oh, you're going to get electrocuted to death. Yeah.
2: Oh. <clears throat> this reminds me, it's been a very long time since I heard about it, so I'm going to be more general, but there mm-hmm. was a committee put together in the United States to they wanted to hollow out a mountain and just store a bunch of uh radioactive waste in there from nuclear mm-hmm. runoff and their concern was we need to put together something that will outlast the like it'll that will stand for thousands of years so that people do not enter it and mm-hmm. among the ideas that were um arisen outside of erecting large stone uh or in steel pillars with um, iconography that's, that, that would spread the idea was to create a rumor about monsters roaming the area and to actually, like, <laughs> bring in, like, to create an entire community of people whose only job was to live in the area and spread that to keep people away. And I thought that was pretty interesting.
1: I love that, Yeah, but... The problem with that is if you did that, it would definitely, definitely backfire because people are fucking stupid.
2: Oh, yeah. I forget. I forget the episode, but it was an episode of 99% Invisible with Roman Mars, the man with the most beautiful voice.
1: Ah. It's my 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 voice is <laughs> much better than Roman Mars. It's it's almost too sultry. It it, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have a great speaking voice. Oh,
2: you d- you that do. was my Roman Mars impression, by the way. That I was having a hard time telling you two apart. I know, right? Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. and for the following, I was unable to find at least english sources that went in depth but it tickled my fancy there were a lot of japanese sources but i don't trust google translate enough to <laughs> to read that and then put it into an episode
1: that's fair that's yeah. the reason
2: oh yeah so kappa are well known for their farts in fact one 1866 illustration shows that a kappa's fart is strong enough to blow fishermen away it is apparently so common a thing That there is a turn of phrase, kappa no hai, or sorry, kappa no hai, which is analogous to saying, easy as pie, piece of cake, no problem, because kappas just fart that much. In fact, farting has been a form of entertainment for centuries. During the Edo period, farting entertainers were called heppiri otoko. The image below shows a man who is farting, and his fart is strong enough that it could thwart a kappa and as an ad
1: for a modern fartist or flatulist in Japan. Um, so before that happens, before we move on, I'm going to describe this fart. Um, it looks like there's a woman in terror, which is pretty (laughs) much part of the course whenever I fart. Um, a man has pulled his, uh, yukata or kimono or whatever up. Uh Uh-huh. Um... He's pulling he has, his
2: cheeks Ace Ventura style.
1: Yeah, he's doing an Ace Ventura thing, and he's farting directly into the mouth of a kappa, which is of course the correct methodology. <laughs> um It looks I like am he's impressed. casting Hyper Beam. It does look like he's casting Hyper Beam with his fart. Yeah. Um Listen, I'm no stranger to farts. I get it. I get it. It's a yeah. good it's it is a it is very funny. I enjoy farting. Um, I also find it very funny that in this image, a individual is just in pure terror. Yeah, <laughs> like, She's and I don't think they're afraid of the kappa. I think they're afraid of the man who is farting. And like, I like how there's there's one kappa trying to climb onto this like raft or whatever the heck it is. Yeah. And then there's another one that's like, no, 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 I'm done with this. I'm gone. <laughs> I think she's cowering from you because you have death farts. That's true. Although to be fair, to be fair, I didn't almost kill a car filled with two people with my fart. (laughs) That's true.
2: (laughs) I'm happy you no longer have that car, by the way, because the fart,
1: that seat. Oh, it was ruined. Always. ruined. That car was ruined. (laughs) <laughs> after that fart, it was never the same it was a it was a nightmare fart for sure oh yeah
2: for those who are unaware john was transporting an individual who farted and um the the car there was a pilot issue it caused it there was an issue that it it was just bad it was bad news <laughs>
1: Yeah, I almost got into a car accident next to the uh what is it? Royal Chicken. It's the the Kennedy Fried Chicken equivalent once you get go a little farther east. Oh, uh, I miss Kennedys. I miss
2: the uh, uh the Jamaican beef patty in with uh cocoa bread.
1: I d- I do too. And I don't Sometimes know
2: why I say I miss Kennedys because they are like uh, like you... if
1: I cu- I don't live too far. <laughs> you could practically walk to a Kennedy's fried chicken where you live. Yeah. Yeah. Like you could almost walk to a Kendi's fried chicken, and the only thing saving you is your laziness. That's, that's 100% true. That's 100% <laughs> like... true.
2: <laughs> the show River Monsters had a full episode on the Kappa. River Monsters is an American and British TV show where biologist and extreme angler Jeremy Wade catches big ol' fish legend and folktale. There's a skeptical; it has a skeptical point of view, often looking for the real life analog that may have spawned these legends. Stating that fish fact can be just as interesting as fish legend.
1: Ah, uh, so two things to that. One, I kind of disagree. Fish, fish, no, fish legend is way cooler. Sometimes. Like, way cooler. Sometimes. Second, Second, catches a big ol' fish of legend. Has he ever successfully caught a fish of legend? He's He's captured
2: fish that, like, I don't go in water for a reason, and he does. And he's captured fish that are the reasons why I don't go in water that can just eat people.
1: Like the one that crawls up your urethra? I think they had an episode on that one too. Uh, Th- they that's definitely the worst. had that. They 100% were. The yeah. I hate that. I yeah. hate everything about that. I'm not going to go into it because I don't remember what it was, but I just have a vague recollection yeah. of it and it haunts my dreams. Yeah. If I if my recall
2: is accurate, I believe he did pee into a river um because the rumors that it would go up your pee stream so you don't even have to be submerged but in reality you do have to be like at least waste in the water. It's not just gonna go zip right up your stream.
1: That'd be a quick fish.
2: It'd be a real there's some quick fish out there.
1: That'd be a real quick fish though.
2: Yeah. I mean archer fish are fast. River yeah, monsters. They...
1: Yeah. Yeah, but they spit fast. They don't they don't swim fast. Have you ever tried to race a fish? You can't do it. No, because I have no sense there's no reason to race a fish. <laughs> This isn't the fucking tortoise and the hare. (laughs) I'm not trying to prove myself to a fish. Mm -hmm. You know what I'll do to a fish? Walk. In this case, it would be the tortoise and the herring. I hate you. Thank you very much. I
2: hate you. River monsters hold a special place in my heart, as it is the first time I ever heard of the coelacanth, a real-life prehistoric fish thought to have gone extinct 66 million years ago in the Cretaceous period, existing only as legend and folklore, until it was discovered to be thriving in 1938 off the coast of South Africa. It's an armored fish with lobed fins and is a real-life living fossil. It is the only remaining member of its taxon or taxonomic group of any rank, such as species, family, or class. It is also the coolest shit ever, It's also extremely ugly. They're so ugly, but they're so cool. Like, no joke, they're the coolest fish out there. That's fair. Next to maybe the, uh, like, a peacock uh, mantis shrimp, but that's a shrimp, not a fish.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, a a mantis shrimp is a crustacean. So River
2: Monsters is also special because I binge-watched all of it when it was on Netflix while building my Unicorn Gundam kit from Gundam Planet. Shout out
1: to Gundam Planet. God damn you. <laughs> you had to get that in. Oh yeah. What are, you and your you and your 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 uh advertisements for things that haven't paid us. <laughs> it's gonna keep on keeping on. <laughs> no, I know. You have you have tape you have preferences, as you said. Yeah.
2: It was more a brag about my, my kit than uh, a, a
1: plug. Uh, it's a good kit. I'm not it's gonna a real I'm not kit. gonna I'm not gonna knock you on that. It's a decent kit. Yeah, it was good. It was a lot of fun. Freedom Gundam, by the way,
2: being my least favorite build because of the the wings on it get very
1: repetitive. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you had Strike Freedom though, and that was yeah. just a cluster. Yeah. The um the normal Freedom is actually pretty decent because it doesn't it? have the weird. It doesn't have the weird like expanding bit for the the, the yeah. wings. Yeah, the like articulated
2: it, bit on the wings, and all yeah. of them have a bunch of pieces, and it it
1: gets repetitive. Yeah, it's it's more like, I think, like, eight pieces per wing, as opposed to, like, 30. Yeah. Also, <laughs> this has been Gundam Facts, a new sub-podcast <laughs> on Cryptopedia. Woo! Welcome to Gundam Facts. I'm Brandon. How many of these are we going to get? I'm John. <laughs> um, and I don't have a Gundam in this room right now. I do have some mini though.
2: I find the lack of Gundam astounding in that room.
1: Oh, wait, no, no. No, I do have a Gundam. I got oh, an RX-78 right Two on. Gundam and Cross Silhouette frame set. I, I picked that up from Gundam Planet recently. Nice, right on. Um, I also have a number of Minipla. Nice. Got some Titanus action going on here.
2: I want like a crazy, crazy bear guy build, like one of the, like a really big one with like too many pieces to be
1: justified. Like a perfect grade bear guy. Yeah, but it has like articulating bits on the inside, and it like it houses sub bear guy units. (laughs) Yeah, like
2: I would (sighs) buy that in a heartbeat. What are we doing? What is (laughs) what is this podcast become? (laughs) Who am I anymore? So Jeremy starts his adventure by asking about legendary freshwater monsters at one of the world's largest fish markets. Here, he is pointed towards the Kappa and Hanshu Island and Lake Biwa. There, he meets Professor Kurida, an anthropologist from Shiga University, who says that as a child he is warned not to go swimming because the Kappa would come and take his spirit. As a child, two of his classmates drowned in a nearby river, and he was told it was the work of a Kappa. He describes it as I have earlier in the episode, but Jeremy adds something very interesting. He says that over... Yeah?
1: So what you're telling me is two of his classmates couldn't swim, and they drowned. Yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate, but yeah. Yeah, swimming in like anything other than a pool is incredibly dangerous and people don't realize that. Yeah. Um, like that one area near, uh, near our high school, um, where there's like the underwater eddies that fucking destroy people and no one knows where they are. Yeah. 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 Just never go in water. It's a good rule of thumb. That is actually a pretty decent good rule of thumb. Yeah. Avoid water.
2: Yeah. Shower. And that's it. I
1: can approve of that message.
2: Yep. So Jeremy adds something very interesting. And he says that over time, after attacks on the water, people often only see different parts of an animal. And over time, they see one bit, then another bit. And what you get is a sort of composite water monster in your head.
1: Mm. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah,
2: no, that makes sense. He said it and went, oh, shit, that makes sense.
1: That actually explains a lot of water monsters.
2: Yeah, like a lot. Like a lot. (laughs) Yeah. He then travels to a shrine dedicated to the Kappa and speaks with a monk who points him towards the mummified remains of a Kappa. It is said to be over 400 years old dating back to the Edo period. To me, it looks to resemble uh, parts of the remains of a small monkey and it looks even more like a sideshow gaff similar to the mummified fairy I made a while back with some help from the RPF, the Replica Prop Forum, which you can see on the Cryptopedia Instagram.
1: Yeah, it's near when we did the fairy episode Yeah, So sometime in October.
2: Yeah. Uh, later, Jeremy himself says it looks to be a composite of several animals and that it was a not uncommon practice. One of the more common composite gaffes is the Fiji mermaid, part monkey, part fish. And these you could see around um, in a bunch of different like traveling carnivals. I think yeah. uh, PT Barnum might have had one for a while. They were they were pretty popular at a certain point in time. However, he points out, given its description and the mummy, that if this is the type of people, or sorry, if this is the type of creature people think the kappa is, then perhaps he should not be looking for a fish after
1: all. That doesn't surprise me at all. Why was he looking for a fish in the first place? It's not a fish; it's a reptile.
2: Well, I mean, it's it's called river monsters, so... but it's a
1: reptile. Yeah, that's true. He, he, it's it's clearly a reptile. It's it's a it's a a bipedal turtle. Are turtles reptiles? Uh, ah, I got arm. you there. I got. Uh, they might be amphibian. No, they're not amphibious because. Yeah. Well, maybe they are. Are turtles amphibious? I don't know. What's a, uh... What are turtles? Are turtles amphibious? Since they can live on land, and they also have an uh, expanded lung system, reptiles include blah, 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 blah. Um, They are. So there are 30 known seven species
2: of amphibians and reptiles in Quebec. Something or other. There's a picture of a frog. I don't know.
1: They're classified as aminotes. Wow, this is audio poison. Yeah. They uh-oh. uh they are they're they're reptiles. They're reptiles, okay. They are in fact reptiles. Because they don't have a mucus skin covering. Gotcha. Yeah, And they don't have a larval stage. So. There you go. They're, we should have probably looked that up before we uh Yeah. Said anything. I think they're mad. Is it because I, I falsely accused turtles of being amphibians again? Oh, might, they might be mad
2: about our honorary interns.
1: Well, that's your fault. I'm not going to this. That's what? Oh, that's dangerous. I'm just but sitting okay. here.
2: That's okay. I'll cover for you.
1: No, you, it's just you. This is your fault. You made the honorary. <laughs> I said no. They're not gonna like it. And what do you say? No, let's do it. Yeah, I said Ian Glenn, great Scotsman. All right, go go get go get uh Yeldon.
2: Come on down to Crazy Raiders Torture Museum and Emporium. We have all the most popular torture devices on display: the Judas Cradle, the Cat in Nine Tails, the Heretic's Fork. The of And many more! We offer rentals by the hour! Cash only! Crazy Raiders and the owner, Dennis, are not liable for any injury caused while our devices are being used. All devices are functioning and accurately reproduced to the highest standards! So come on down, see the museum, and rent your torture device today! They, uh. They, they were pretty. They were pretty mad. They accepted Ian Glenn as an intern. He's in charge of the fairy area. Uh, I, however, am put on the yeti milking duty for the next quarter.
1: Which yetis, Glenn or Miranda?
2: <laughs> Glenn.
1: Yeah, I figured.
2: Yeah, he's pretty mad at first, but then he's pretty relaxed
1: after. Yeah, no, he he, he goes he he goes through his cycles for sure.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. So at this point, since you since you are somewhat familiar with the Kappa, is there anything that is sort of left out? Um,
1: I guess there's some regional variations on the Kappa, but uh, they're they're not classified as Kappa anymore. They're kind of more like siblings to Kappa. Gotcha. It's kind of it's kind of confusing. Um,
2: I forget what they're called, but I, I read about a Kappa tangent creature. That in some cases they were interchangeable, in others they were unique.
1: Yeah, there's there's like one kappa that like skins people alive. I feel what? like what? Yeah, it, there's there's a lot of very interesting regional things with kappa. So uh, that might have been another that might have been another yokai though. Okay. Ah oh, man. Nah, I can't come up with a good joke. (laughs) So from the
2: monastery, he goes to Kyoto University to learn what river monsters uh, Japan may hold other than fish. It is there that Jeremy learns of a rare, nearly six foot long river creature called the Hanzaki. He travels to meet a Mr. Tashimoto, who has an institute dedicated to the Hanzaki's study. He is greeted with the bones of this creature, as well as a bunch of very graphic images of the bite marks it leaves. And I did not include pictures of those for a reason. I will say, river monsters did, and the Hanzaki goes to the bone. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. Is it like a real monster? Oh, it's a real thing. It's a totally real thing. They travel to attempt to (laughs) crash... Oh, yeah. So they travel... To attempt to capture the creature, which apparently lives in fresh water and spends a lot of its time under large stones. As the Hanzaki are protected as a species, he must travel with Mr. Tashimoto, otherwise he would not be allowed to go near them. With Kevlar gloves and a waterproof camera, he begins searching. He shortly finds one under a small rock and pulls it out. The Hanzaki is a giant river salamander.
1: Yeah, I was about to say it looks a lot like a salamander. Um, oh, yeah. Also, it looks an awful lot like a, a 15-year-old Japanese schoolgirl in manga and a man with long hair. Wait, what? Th- those are the two hits that came up when I
2: Googled Oh, when it. you Googled Hanzaki? I did put the first time I wrote it. Yeah, it had Hanzaki and then SP question mark because I, d- I have no idea how to spell it.
1: Ooh, this is a good one. I don't know what this is, but it's good. <laughs> it's a boy with a what? With a weird red nose. nose. Yeah. yeah, he's got a red nose. Yeah, yeah. Now this this episode has devolved into John browses Google Images and finds the most horrifying image he can. Oh, oh yeah, this, this is a good
2: one. So the image to the left is a screen cap I took of River Monsters of him sort of wrangling what what's apparently oh god, John, John,
1: <laughs> John. Uh, it's about to get worse. Don't oh, worry. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. They noodling? There <laughs>
2: he catches one with his bear. John's sending me images of what I would describe as a rabbit monstrosity and cat demon lady. Uh so he um, he, he noodles one, yeah.
1: He's noodling. Okay. Yeah. I kinda like how I'm noodling for upsetting images on uh on Google Images. Little thing, like, right? Oh, no. I'm making oh. it worse. I'm, I'm finding every terrible thing possible. Oh, this one's related to what we're talking about. <laughs> it's porn. <laughs> <laughs> you want to describe that to our listeners? Yeah, so I'm looking that at... audio poison? An image
2: which appears to be on an old... It's like a brown sheet of paper. On this paper, drawn... Uh, In ink is what I would describe as a woman with her tatas exposed. Mm -hmm. She's sitting in front of a small stand mirror wearing an orange kimono draped over her one arm. Holding her arm is a kappa um, that looks a lot like um, who's... His name is at the tip of my tongue.
1: Clint Howard.
2: He looks like like a super skinny bald man just sucking on her arm.
1: That's exactly what he's doing. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of the worst. Make it even worse, he's clearly a kept pet because he has a chain connecting him to off something off-screen. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. Oh
2: no, I made it full screen. I just noticed that. Okay. So, our hodags will be very interested to know that I made that full screen, took a screenshot, and that will now be the last image in the document. Yeah. Because it's the
1: worst. It's definitely the worst. It's the worst thing that... Oh, God. Man, there's a lot of bad images in this. I feel yeah. like I've totally derailed the point of this episode. A little but, bit,
2: but it's fine. Because um, I kept my place after capture it is measured inspected and chipped so that as an endangered species its growth may be tracked the giant salamander in many ways matches the description of kappa it is the same size the same
1: color and it has webbed human-like hands another so the- yeah so basically it's just a large salamander it's like a
2: giant it's a person it's a human-sized salamander
1: that's true. That's nightmarish. Also, I would never noodle something that um that bites to the bone.
2: Yeah, no, Jeremy is a badass. Like w- watching River Monsters it's entertaining like a hair in the like Ghost Hunters way, but mm-hmm. not to that extreme. Okay. It's clear he already has all of the knowledge that he ha- like he goes and visits experts, but it's clear he's already aware and that they said, Okay, you're gonna talk to this guy, he says this to you. Go but he goes in and he catches like these big ol' Like there's one where he... he catches piranha that eat testicles, but he's a real he's a badass. And like giant catfish. Okay. Yeah.
1: That that was it for me. The the testicle eating Piranha Piranha. Yeah, yeah, I'm it's good fucked. on that. It's fucked. I'm... I'm good on that one.
2: Yeah. Another theory is that the kappa are based on Portuguese monks who began arriving in Japan in the 16th century. It's having the same hairstyle and the Portuguese word kappa which means the demeanor of a monk. So that that okay. I found was a very interesting tie into it. Another theory is that it's just a misidentified Chinese monkey. The final theory is similar to the theory of the changeling from our fairies episode. My personal opinion is that much like the kappa and the monastery, the legend of the kappa is a composite of all of these.
1: That's that's probably the most likely thing. A lot of these things and creatures tend to follow that general yeah. vibe. Oh,
2: yeah. As far as modern kappa go, there are festivals held each year where families... Pl- hang on, I forgot to make families plural plural. There are festivals held each year where families pray for protection as well as offer cucumbers. Several monasteries tote kappa remains, not only the one from River Monsters, including one that has a signed document by a kappa. In popular culture, the kappa appears in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, as well as Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. It appears in many anime, Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles 3, where the turtles are mistaken for Kappa, the in from Animal Crossing, Final Fantasy, Harvest Moon, as well as many mascots across Japan. And for those who don't know, Japan loves mascots! Like a lot! Like a lot, a lot! Many townships, cities, businesses, zoos, and stores, as well as restaurants, have their own mascots, and as well as a kaiju flick called Death Kappa! as well as the Hellboy comic books.
1: Um so dear lord, I really want to watch Death Kappa now. That's not from Death Kappa, the thing I just sent you. Yeah. But I I I Oh man, I need to see this movie. So <laughs> this is an image from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um one second. So um I'm just bra- I got distracted by that because, for those of you who don't know, I might love kaiju movies a little bit too much. Oh, he loves kaiju. A um, lot. A lot. A like, lot. It's kind of my go- one of my go-tos for things I need to have on in the background if I'm trying to relax. Yeah. Um. So what I just said, Brandon, is a still frame from that movie. Uh, There is a large, I'd say roughly six-foot-tall kappa, Standing in front of a woman in a shrine maiden outfit, who is chained to a weird uh, cross-shaped cross, and there's an, a, a Japanese, the the Japanese like war flag, the one that has all the like the star print, the star yeah. Um. Also, there may or may not be like a nuclear launch device behind them. Yeah. I don't know, but it's just <laughs> a bunch of LEDs. So you know, that's how it goes. Yeah.
2: And for those who don't know, between the two of us, mostly John, uh, but between the two of us, we we might have every Godzilla film on DVD with the exception of one that I believe, with the exception of two. And I think those two might be only available on VHS and no longer made.
1: I actually have both of them on VHS. Do you? Yes.
2: Holy shit.
1: Um, I have every Godzilla movie ever made. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> Congratulations. I, I have did not three. know that. I knew we I have... were
2: pretty close. I knew you were way closer than I was, but holy cow. I have three
1: copies of Godzilla vs. King Kong alone. <laughs> <laughs> I have it on VHS. I yep. have it on DVD, and yep. I have it on Blu-ray. Oh, man. Right on. I love Godzilla movies. They're just good. Good Times Home Video Corporation. Oh, this has an ISBN number. <laughs> so Kappa was also featured on the
2: show Ancient Aliens, where, of course, they thought they bullshit. were aliens.
1: Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah,
2: that's why they're bullshit. not in my sources tab.
1: Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry, just bullshit on that. Yeah. <laughs> like. You can't just say everything's an ancient alien.
2: There's a clip that you can watch where it's about two or three minutes long. They hit just like the broad strokes of Kappa and then say, were these possibly from outer
1: space? And you're like, fuck off. Get out of here. What are you talking about? Were these from outer space? No. (laughs) No, they weren't. They absolutely weren't. No. No, they weren't. Kappa are not all
2: bad. There are some who say that Kampa are knowledgeable in medicine and can set bones real good. Supposedly, they may also be befri- befriended and help you with small tasks. I'm assuming that that is what the woman in the orange kimono did
1: in the picture you sent me. Yeah, she's, he's helping her with the small task. Yeah. Uh, a, a small task. Arm um, sucking. Some arm sucking, yeah. Let's we'll oh, see yeah. what it turns into, though.
2: Oh, yeah. And that completely concludes my Kappa segment. However, we are not done yet. Because the following, yeah, the following was suggested by listener Brandon Farrell. I was unable to get enough together to get a full episode out of it, but it is a very popular cryptid, so I thought it was definitely worth mentioning. This, I also
1: could not get a full episode out of this to save my life. Yeah. Oh, did you try? I, did you? I tried. Yeah. I
2: tried several times on this one. It's hard, man. The cryptid of uh, that we're talking about is the Fresno Nightcrawler. Supposedly. In a video taken in the 1990s the fresno nightcrawler or fresno alien is shown in surveillance footage this video shows two tall creatures with no arms and incredibly long legs walking from out of frame to the other end of the frame of the camera in 2011 in yosemite park security was trying to catch some vandals they also captured a pair of these creatures on video the fresno nightcrawler while having precious few settings and even less evidence has become incredibly popular with one native american tribe recognizing them as bearing an incredible resemblance to their wood carvings and i also have but look at this fresno nightcrawler cryptican oh uh, nice
1: did you yeah. get that recently
2: yeah totally
1: Ah, uh, awesome that's like the two, one of the two i don't own
2: Kryptons <laughs> <laughs> are great They're great. Um, Well, I won't go in depth on these, as that's all the information there is on the Fresno Nightcrawlers. There is, however, upon reviewing the videos, um, I'm pretty confident that I know exactly what these Nightcrawlers are. John, as you may know, when I was a youngster, round about fifth grade, my father and I started doing some pretty elaborate stuff for Halloween. And we took our trick-or-treater count from five... To over 200. We, mostly he, built fully automated, mechanized, <laughs> and and PLM controlled uh, guillotines, electric chairs, hangings, pendulums, headsmen, pneumatic dummies, coffins, pressurized blood machines, saw tables, and uh, just a bunch of other stuff. And eventually the amount of work it took for storage and upkeep became too great and it was sold to a haunted house or just a weird guy. I, uh... I don't quite
1: remember. I think I helped run that haunted house thing. Like, oh yeah, two, totally. Two or three years. Yeah. I think I, think I put was like... you put in a cage. <laughs> I think you put me in a cage. That's yeah. that's probably the right place to put me there. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. I think you did pretty good on that
2: shit too, right? Because it was a big old crate and uh, you could see out of it and you had a switch or a button inside and you'd press it and the front and the top would fly open and then you could jump out and, and spook some kids.
1: There was pretty fun stuff that happened.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, as a side note, this is what got me started on design engineering. There are still sketches I made of the mechanized pendulum device that we had from when I was in fifth grade, which I'm pretty sure horrified my maths teacher. And combined with using the CAD software on my dad's computer at a very young age, I'm pretty sure there's no one else my age who could say they've been doing design for as long as I have. You know,
1: Technically or, not, no. Yeah,
2: at least doing like mechanical sketches and drawings for like 20 years. <laughs> That's
1: fair. That's fair.
2: <laughs> and use it with that knowledge, after reviewing these videos, it's pretty evident that whoever made these used the same techniques that my father used to make our haunted house. The macro movements of these creatures in both videos, they move in a straight line, which says to me that they're being driven by something that's most easily described as a clothing line with a motor on one end and the dummy hanging from it. (laughs) You then control the walking speed with either a variac potentiometer or PWM, depending on what kind of motor you attach to the line. And for the leg movements, the head of the creature contains a motor. And as the motor rotates it causes what the the two upper parts of the legs to swing back and forth. You mm-hmm. then adjust the speed of both the motor in the head and the motor controlling the forward movement of the creature until the uh, walking movement looks more natural with the swing of the legs. Watching the video, the knee joints bend both forwards and backwards, which means that there's no motor in the knees and that they're moving based on the contact of the feet with the ground and the moving of the upper portion of the legs. It's hmm. pretty evident at this point, to me at least, that these videos are hoaxes, which you could replicate with two motors, some rope and a bed sheet. and the slight bouncing motion and the tilt of these creatures only helps confirm this
1: to me. Um, I still kind of think, there's a, there's a part of me that thinks that someone might have also put on like a skirt or something. Or like one of those 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 leg pants that have two skirts, um, and then they they just edited out the top half and they kind of like I did saw one of those things.
2: A YouTube I think, video a while back of a girl who had one of those like the long leg things, but she pulled in her arms and put them in the legs and started doing like a funny dance, and it made me chuckle. But it, it reminded me of these.
1: I mean, that's what it could be too. Yeah. <laughs> Well, these are
2: all leg. It's all leg, and that's that's just about it.
1: Well, also, the the other fact that... The part that I left off... Um, yeah? They could have very easily done a very simple visual effect to cut it as well. They could have, yeah. 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 Um, You just basically you record a plate, and then you record a second one, and you layer the two, and then you code it. You cover where the person's upper torso was with yeah. the plate, and that's all you do. Um, I think... Captain Disillusionment had a had a suggestion for that's how the hoax could have been run as well. Oh, okay, cool. Right I, I think I honestly think both of them are completely valid explanations yeah. for it, to be totally honest. The
2: did he watch his uh BlenderCon uh no, video? Not yet. It's it looks so like it was like good. forty minutes, so it's I didn't forty do minutes to watch it yet. It's so good. I tried to use Blender, but I'm used to like mechanical type software and it, yeah. it was he goes into it. He's at a con- he shows up to the conference, and l- almost the entire 40 minutes is him ripping on how counterintuitive all of the tools within Blender are. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Blender yeah. is
1: a very counterintuitive tool.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that, for me, is the end of our Thanksgiving All-American Special. This is the most Thanksgiving episode
1: anyone could have ever asked for.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're still in the Halloween mood, by the way, there is a film called Thanksgiving that you may enjoy. It's
1: a Thanksgiving-themed horror film. And better yet, Killing 3. <laughs> because Killing 2 was so bad, they destroyed it. Supposedly. Oh, 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 oh. I, I, I don't that. know. Were you able to actually finish watching Killing 3? Ever, I never finished it. Thanks, Killing One,
2: I watched because it's a good, bad slash tolerable fil- film. Thanks, Killing Three, was so far out there. Like I'm all for bad films, but holy cow!
1: There was there was a a puppet romance with a human.
2: Oh yeah, and Thanks Killing One, the turkey murders someone's father, who happens to be the sheriff, <laughs> skins his face, wears his face as a mask, and then has dinner with his daughter, and she's fully fooled by
1: this mask. That's easily one of the best scenes from anything ever. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, it's I so love it. good. Thanks Killing 1 is a gem. It, it's, it's gold. It's a gorgeous movie. Thanks Killing 3 is just turd. Yeah. Like... Thanks Killing One, I think they were still trying to do something good. Yeah. And Thanks Killing Three, they just said, you know what? Let's we'll just make something bad. Yeah. And whenever someone <laughs> sets out to make something bad, it's never good. No. Never. Cause it doesn't have the heart. No. No. If you're interested in a little bit more about us and you want to find us in other locations and areas, you can check out our website at cryptopediacast.com. On Instagram and Twitter, we're at CryptopediaCast. We've got a SoundCloud that I'm not going to bother saying anything about. Uh, If you want to email us, you can email (laughs) us at CryptopediaCast at gmail.com or us at CryptopediaCast.com We've got a Patreon. There's a link on the website if you click the money sign next to Sasquatch's name. Nice! Uh, We have a Facebook group. You can just search CryptopediaCast on Facebook. If you want, Rate and review, leave us a leave us some feedback so we can, you know, get a little better at this whole thing. Uh, if you have any monster requests, feel free to send them in, add us, anything like that. Creepypasta or cryptid pasta, we're always going yeah. to read some of. Sometimes it's a lot of work to find a cryptid, and we might need an off week. <laughs> <laughs> You can follow me on
2: Instagram. I am at donkey underscore hands. My email is Brandon at CryptopediaCast.com. My website is com, And my Twitter is at CryptoBrandon.
1: And if you want to follow me, you can follow me at New2057 on Instagram or at JFDunham on Twitter. My website is still defunct because I'm lazy. If you want to email me, email me at John at CryptopediaCast.com. Our artwork is
2: done by Tom Hill. You can find him on Instagram at Thomas Michael Hill. His website is greatergloryco.com and his email is TomMikeHill at gmail.com.
1: All right, I'm John. I'm Brandon. And things are going to get weird.
2: So, <clears throat> if you scroll down a little bit, you'll see in all caps I wrote, Oh God.
1: Oh, God. So okay. if you just
2: Google oh God. Kappa.
1: I'm going to menia, so Kappa, fart in my mouth? Hey, Brittany, the
2: if you, you Google Kappa this, year, Kappa, this is what you get. Times, but now you are bandlel.fart in my
1: mouth. Kappa. Kappa. Kappa dot fart in my mouth. Okay. <laughs> Kappa. Okay, y'all. Yeah, I'm just going to fart in your mouth. Kappa.fart. Okay. Okay. Kappa.fart in my mouth. Oh, your- right. <laughs> oh, and the next thing is the click fart scene.